Welcome to In the Classroom. I am your host, Abby White, and today's episode is going to be about Common Core in the Classroom. We will be discussing whether or not it's beneficial for teachers and does it actually show an increase in students' understanding and appreciation for what they're learning. So sit back, relax, put your earbuds in, listen to it out loud and proud, and enjoy the episode. Basically, throughout history, education, and specifically America, has changed and has been very different than what a lot of us remember it as. And it can be tricky to kind of figure out where that change has happened, but I'm about to give you a little tiny baby brief, probably the briefest and history lesson on schools and how they've evolved throughout time. Basically, at the beginning of schools in America, it was smaller houses or smaller buildings that would house children, and you had just people in the community that were willing to teach and kind of explain these things, or those who went off to university or studying, finishing school or whatever like that in a different work, like in England, Europe, all those places, coming back and explaining and teaching things to, to the students, youth, children in America at that time. So it was basically whatever they thought children should know and what should be taught is what was taught throughout this time. But as time has gone on, it went from just like teachers and like random schoolhouses teaching things to schools with grade levels and teachers who went to school coming back and teaching and having a degree in education. Then it went to school districts counties and then basically has gone all the way up to having education in our government and there's someone who is helping decide what needs to be taught what needs to be implemented throughout schools. A big thing that has changed is now that since we have education in a higher position in our government they have implemented policies and things that they believe that each school should be responsible for and should do. I grew up with the No Child Left Behind policy, and that was implemented in 2002, dating myself, and then it kind of changed and morphed into the Common Core, which was like officially implemented in 2009, and until about 2015, it was like in its experimental phase, which... That was a rough time for teachers. They always had a tough issue having to figure out what should work. Am I teaching? What's going to be on the end of grade test? All of these standards. How am I going to be able to implement homework and group work into this? It can be a little stressful for some teachers. But as of 2023, they have kind of figured out a way for that to happen. A lot of states have basically either opted out of the Common Core or they're either full-on, full-swing into this. A big reason as to why we have Common Core now is basically to ensure that no matter the location, each student gets an equal education. It's standardized. It's so that apparently each student will get a well-rounded education for a successful future, future, goodness gracious, and it will prepare the next generation 
to be able to be comfortable in the real world in quotation and allows for economy to grow and then those students who have grown the economy will then allow it to circle back and it'll just basically make our economy boom. That's an idea that a lot of people have as to how the outcome of Common Core will be throughout our lives and throughout those students' lives and what they can do with this amazing education policy that, bit, that has been discussed and disputed and has grown throughout these 11 years, 11 to 12, actually I don't know how to do math, 11 to 14 years where it's been in the works and making and basically polished off to where it's where it is now and it's working a little bit better and more students are successful and an app to it and more teachers are more comfortable using it in their classrooms today. A lot of teachers are basically having to follow these standards and in 2017 Jennifer Barrett Tatum and Jason M. Smith polled teachers on how prepared they felt about teaching, being aware of how they'll be able to implement the standards in their classrooms and if their students will be able to receive them really well. So basically what they found is that 40% of teachers have spent two or more weeks of professional development training, which as a teacher that can be one of the most boring things you've ever done in your life and you might feel as though it's useful. And only 19% have spent one week in training. 94% of the teachers polled have integrated the standards into their classrooms, which is more than likely they were forced to do that by their admin. But that's just a personal opinion, but I do believe that like, if you're in a classroom and you're not implementing the standards that are given to you, you're going to get in trouble. I've seen it firsthand. But two-thirds of the 94% of the teachers express that they needed to have more information on the Common Core State Standards. In Haley Sweetland Edwards' article, she is basically elaborating that most of the teachers that responded to Common Core implementation in 2014 aren't really happy. And this kind of goes back to how they wish they had more information on the standards Say in this in that poll, it says they're unhappy with how the administration that is providing them with these professional development trainings basically is saying that they're not exactly thrilled and comfortable with how they've handled this push for the Common Core curriculum. They were told to administer tests before they were even told what would be tested, which personally I believe that is absolutely insane. Because as a student, not knowing what I needed to study for, not knowing what's going to be graded, not knowing what's going to be asked of me, sends me into a full-blown panic. And I know that as a teacher, you are going to be so stressed out not knowing what you need to teach your students and if they'll be able to grasp. In some states and in some school districts, the teachers' evaluations that they get at the end of each year are based on how well their students done the Common Core test scores, which can kind of be counterintuitive if the teachers have no clue what's going to be tested 
and aren't really sure how it's being graded, how standardized tests will be equivalent to what they're already giving in the classroom. And these are just teachers who are in the classroom that are teaching subjects that are tested. Those who are in the extracurricular activities, such as PE, art, music, ex the extracurriculars that you normally have in these schools, are also being affected by Common Core State Standards, even though they're not being tested. In an article that Clancy M. Seymour, Keel Ilg, James P. Donnelly, Carl F. Kalowski, Christopher Lapata, and Marcus L. Thomer in 2019, explained that the PE teachers were told that they needed to integrate lessons that involved the Common Core State Standards to continue learning. And basically all it did was increase math scores, but it made it completely difficult and like didn't make any sense for the PE teachers who are teaching that department to include math and to focus on that rather than to focus on the physical well-being of the students' bodies. And that's what a lot of teachers had problems with when it came to that. I know that a lot of PE teachers became PE teachers because they didn't really want to have to deal with reading, science, English, math. And that's a personal choice. So I'm pretty sure that if I signed up to do this job and was told, oh, hey, by the way, you have to do these other standards just to make sure that what we're learning in the other classes are like like understood, I'd be a little irritated as to why I was actually asked to do that. It's not in my job description. So now moving on from the teachers, we're going to talk about students. So students are really affected by Common Core State Standards because da -da -ding, they're the ones who are learning what the standards are taught. The biggest reason as to why we have Common Core is to provide equal education opportunities but, according to Nicholas D. Hartlip, T. James, Jameson Brewer, and their educational research, it constantly is providing and proves that students have varied outcomes in their academic excess, but it is linked and closely based off of their socioeconomic status, which is pretty disheartening as a teacher, basically because you can't shield them from what's going on at home. In an article that is written by Linda H. Ramler and Michelle L. Oitmet in 2015, it explains that education does not need to just include these basic fundamentals of math, English, science, and reading, which is basically the same as English. Anyways, basically these core subjects that they need to include real life experiences for students rather than what Common Core State Standard is pushing for. Our government is basing our students' progress and intelligence. They believe that if we are able to more or less well-round the Common Core standards, it'll help prepare more students. And Benjamin W. Errold and M. Dana Shaquille in 2021 did a research program on children who were exposed to the Common Core state standards rather than those who were not. And during this, they were able to find out that these Common Core State Standards actually cause a decrease in students' achievement in non-Common Core State Standard subjects. And it was primarily affecting students who, weren't who were deemed as underprivileged. And this kind of further explains that this gap between students can spill into their adult life, which can cause problems and can basically render them unprepared for the real world, quote unquote. While students in these subjects are 
push so hard to be the best in the subjects that are targeted and tested on, it kind of causes that those non-targeted subjects to fall behind and the interaction between student and teachers can dwindle, which negatively affect that student and their personal mood and outlook at school because they're being pushed and their time is more focused on a subject that they don't do the best in, which is good that they're learning and practicing that skill, but they also need to have something that they're able to let their emotions out and can kind of restore their excitement for school. Because they don't have this excitement for school, it can kind of, those students to not care as much about school and those tested subjects, which ultimately kind of defeats the purpose of Common Core, and which doesn't help the student at all either. So now we're going to compare states that have Common Core and those who don't. Like I've said earlier in the podcast, some states have chosen to opt out of Common Core, and then there are those who are fully embracing it. But those who have opted out, they are kind of creating their own standards, and with that, they're pulling standards from Common Core. And because of this, the standards that are basically broad are constantly changing and evolving to see what works and what doesn't work for the students. In an article that was written by Shannon, Wayne Dingman, Nama Namasaki, Stephen Homan, and Haley Pullman in 2022, they kind of saw which ones to see what would allow for the students to have the best outcomes. With Common Core, we have leaped in the scale between countries with America, obviously because as the poll we just looked at now, shows that we're ranked number one but because of this as again it's a positive effect on students in result and tested subject but opposite non-targetive Errol and Shaquille are explaining in their research that again those subjects that are not targeted and aren't tested are suffering and that can negatively impact the students ability throughout all those subjects tested or untested in a way that it could solve this problem would be something that includes a centralized location and it's an idea that would cover all subjects rather than focusing on math and English. And it's similar to what the states that have not opted into Common Core, they don't use that, they kind of create their own standards pulling what works and what doesn't from the standards and it creates their own standards that work best for their students to become more well-rounded. So basically Throughout this podcast, we've kind of gone through, see what works and what doesn't. And there's not a big gap between states with and without Common Common Core, but in the main subjects of English and math. But with the extracurricular, it is not benefiting from Common Core. And even though it's more than likely that policies policies will be implemented and changed all throughout the next five years, honestly, I think now we need to kind of show more of a dedication and commitment to students and figuring out what will work best for them and try to accommodate their needs. On this part of the podcast, I like to kind of share a little anecdote or something that's happened to me recently from my job in the classroom. So I believe I will talk about how we are now having an extracurricular coming to us in after school 
of karate. We have a person who teaches karate come and teach our kids karate, which is really funny to watch, honestly, but it's kind of nerve-wracking because they're fighting each other, but they're not really fighting each other. So it's kind of like, are they going to use that as an excuse against me when they're fighting and then trying to downplay it and be like, we're actually just doing karate. But it is honestly one of the funniest thing I've seen seeing a kindergartner try to do some of these karate moves and it can be as simple as kicking. It's probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But with that, I'll leave you. Have an awesome day. Take care of yourself. Drink some water. Have a good day.